before we get started, if you love what we're doing on the Church Sound Podcast, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. Check out our YouTube channel. And if you want more information, go to our website, www.churchsoundpodcast.com. See you in the matrix. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Did you hear the pastor? What about your live streams, social media? We provide solid solutions for all of your multimedia needs. Let's learn something today. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. And uh, welcome to episode number 103. Episode number 103. You know, we've been doing this for about three years. About three years. And... If you have been listening over the last month or so, I'm pretty sure that you have heard me say that I have relocated. I am now, Prentice Thompson, the Manos, is in Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina, that's where I am residing, working, consulting, training, um, all by God's design. And um, today's topic is this topic. This topic is really <laughs> going to ring a lot of bells with me because this is about adjusting to a new environment, adjusting to a new church environment, and we're going to tackle a lot of um, ways of thinking, ways of adapting. Um, ways of learning and listening um, and being that I am the crash test dummy I can give you first hand knowledge of, of of the reasons why and how and when and and all those types of things so I'm just excited um, to be with you today what I'd like you to do first thing before we before, let's cut this off real quick hold on I need you to stop right now. Go to the Instagram page, Church Sound Podcast. Go to the Instagram, like, click, click something, click a button, love it, share it. All right, I'm back. All right, thank you. I want to thank you, everybody. If you're listening in your car, in your crib, listen. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. And we really, really appreciate you tuning in from all over the globe, all over the world people tune in to listen to this podcast um that would start humbly about three years ago and i'm so excited to bring it to you so before we get into our topic i want to do something special today we're gonna go throwback sunday school check this out Sunday school. And the pastor on the mic today is my brother Lou. Yeah. So, brother, I need your three topics. So, we'll we'll pick whatever you got for us. So, three topics. Uh, One would be 
No, no, no. I'll go here you go. Mm, mm, mm. That's what, that's gonna be a tight. Mm, oh mm, God. Okay. Uh, and then um, uh, that ain't the spirit. Okay. Okay. That okay. ain't the spirit. And then the last one. Oh, she felt that. Oh, she felt she that. that. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. Felt, oh, All she, right. Oh, she. Oh, comma. She felt that. Oh, comma. <laughs> King James. She felt that. <laughs> oh, so, 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 what, what, what you feel, like, Caleb? Uh, mm, I think I'm gonna go with not, not in the spirit. Really? I like that. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. The mm, mm, mm is like, I'm telling you, all three of them are going So we can split it down the middle. I'm gonna pick. Oh, she felt that. Okay. <laughs> and then y'all can pick whatever y'all want. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna go for mm, mm, mm for three hundred. Okay. All right. All right. All right, so I, I rock with my brother. All right, so on you. But you do you. Want to tell you sorry? Yes, sir. No, I'm 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 Pentecostal, holiness. You know, we I'm from the spitting, slobbing, crying in church all night, praying church. I mean, I'm from the church that out of nowhere somebody screaming just run across the, the from the church. Well, right, this right, right. particular night, we used to have these nights called supernatural anointing nights. Okay. Right, and uh, uh, we would be in there, we would be praying. Um, and again, I can't, my pastor was was dumb anointed, yo, real talk. Um, and this one particular night, man, like the, the spirit is like, yo, it's crazy in there. And this one young lady, yo, gets up and she screamed out. She didn't got up before and screamed and started running around the church. Well, you know, in front of the church, you have the the pulpit that you have, which is a stage, and then you have the In Remembrance of Me table, the community table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. In, in the old churches, they used to be these big, wood right. right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right. I mean, like, you ain't move. It takes three people to pick that right, right, up. Right, 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 right. So, y'all, she hit the screen, y'all. Oh, she go, phew. Y'all, she runs around from the back of the joint. This way, runs all the way around to the front and misjudges the corner. <laughs> and she runs directly into the corner of the community table, y'all. Oh, y'all, oh my God. Like, so the, the scream is like, ah! <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Listen, bro. <laughs> when I tell you, dog, if anybody saw that oh, was in the spirit, God. they were immediately out of the spirit. Like, that one of you got, that's why I said, one of the titles got to be like, mm, mm, mm. Because I know she felt that. She just laid there too, bro. Like she didn't. Oh my no God. Speaking, ain't no more screaming. Ain't no hallelujahs and shuck She's like, <laughs> hit the ground, stay there. Like, did not move, dog. So that she is was my slain. Funny, she was slain. Yo, yo, she was, yeah, she was slain, but it won't by the spirit. <laughs> it was by that table, dog. <laughs> Hands down. Sure. Yo, listen, dog. That just hurt. You telling me you heard the scream get snatched out her body. Dog. Oh yeah. I said, oh no. Wow. <laughs> That's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> Yo, that is crazy. Oh man. Sunday <laughs> school. That was one of the best ones ever, brother. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. That was one of my favorite, favorite ones. So we're going to talk about 
adjusting to a new environment. Those of you who don't know, I moved to Columbia, South Carolina. I am now the technical director at Riverland Hills Baptist Church in um, Irmo, South Carolina. Great place, great people, um, and a huge church, just a huge church, just breathtaking. Um, if you have a minute, go to the website, riverlandhills.org, Riverland, all one word, riverlandhills.org. Check it out. Great church, great, great people, great pastor, um, just a great environment. Um, very welcoming. And to tell you the truth, this may sound really, really off and strange, but I was really surprised. I'll be completely honest with you. I was completely surprised. Um, those of you who've seen my picture, I am a black guy from New York city. And the church that I work at, which I love this church, is predominantly Caucasian. And this is probably the only place I've worked, even in the marketplace, where I didn't feel like I was the black guy. And I've worked plenty of places where I was the only person of color. I do not feel like I'm the black guy on staff. I feel like I'm a person on staff. And that is a testament to your to their walk as Christians as believers, um, to to see me as a brother in Christ, and and it's been I've been in churches where I didn't feel that way at all. I felt I was the black guy who was a Christian. <laughs> so the my my mindset I had to change my mindset very quickly. Um, I thank God for my mother because my mother. Never let me speak slang to her in the home. I grew up in Harlem, New York City. I grew up in the projects. My ghetto vernacular is very efficient. And my mother made me speak the King's Good English at home, which is, re- which, is re- which is great because code switching as a person of color is something that we do especially if you come from the inner city or wherever, like it doesn't have to be the inner city now, you know, <laughs> it, could be, it could be like impoverished area where that is the language very, very natural to speak in your ghetto vernacular. I can't say, I was probably say colloquiums, that's the best way to say it. So the first thing I had to do was to turn that switch off, meaning that I could just really be myself and not, be guarded about the things I say and how I say them. I can truly be myself and not be on guard. And I think that was the biggest thing that I took away from. I've been on the job like about three weeks now. Um, that's the biggest thing I took away from it. So adjusting to adjusting my mindset to changing my mindset, the line on God to, 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 um, change my mindset, renew my mind in that way, that stinking thinking 
it was it was really beneficial to me. I think a lot of it was beneficial to me because of the past that I came from. I've worked in organizations in the marketplace where I was the only person of color and I didn't have that issue in that organization. I worked at event electronics for, for about six years as their, their regional um, greater New York rep. And I didn't feel it in that, but this is the first time I didn't feel it in a, this is crazy. I didn't feel that in a church. Believe that. This is the first time I felt welcomed as a person of color in a church that was predominantly Caucasian. It's a testament to how great these people are. So what did, what did, what was the first step that I, that I took? And I think I had to, my first step was to kind of rid myself of, of that stain. And I, I got rid of it very, very quickly because the people were so loving. And sometimes you you kind of look, you wait for the ball to drop. You wait, <laughs> you wait for those weird looks. Brothers know, and people of color know you get that look like, oh, what are you doing here? Look. And didn't get it from anybody. And I was just like, wow, okay. I had to change my way of thinking. Hey, Pastor Kayla, do you know any churches that want to get into podcasting? I know a bunch, but they don't know where to begin. Well, did you tell them about the Tascam Mixcast 4? I told a few. But let's talk about its features. Well, it has four microphone inputs. And you can take phone calls over your mobile device. You can use it with live stream platforms like Zoom. You can connect via Bluetooth. And it comes with sound pads for music and effects like this. Huh, not bad. It's an all-in-one unit which is small enough to fit in a messenger bag. So pastors, go to your favorite retailer and pick up the Tascam Mixcast 4 today. Yeah, today. Thank you. The second thing I had to learn, I had to absorb, absorb the environment. I had to um, look at the atmosphere of this, of this church, which is unique. Every church is unique. Every church has a culture. Every church has its own DNA, vision, and ministry. You know, regardless of your position, knowing the vision, the DNA, the ministries of a uh, of the whole church is critical. You know, this allows for you to properly focus on your area or area of responsibility to fulfill the overall mission of the church, and that's included in the absorbing into the um, organizational systems in place. Understanding the decision-making processes, understanding the evaluation processes, understanding um, leadership, understanding leadership development, understanding budget considerations. I had to get around all of that very quickly. And because I came out of the corporate space, it allowed me to flow a lot easier because I kind of knew what to expect. I just want to give a big, huge thank you and a shout out to Reverend Dr. Joan S. Parrott, who took me under her wing when I worked as the AV Executive Director at First Baptist Church of Hampton in um, Hampton, Virginia, who really, really took me under her wing 
and showed me how to operate as a professional. Showed me how to operate as an executive. And um, without her, not without her, me being under her tutelage for three years, I don't think I could have done this this easily. I think this would have been a, a more of a struggle for me mentally and spiritually because she really, really, um, she, <laughs> she was about her business. She was about the King's business. And I could tell you a funny story. We, I was, I don't want to get off topic too far, but, um, she would have 15 minute meetings, meaning that you had 15 minutes with her. You, you set a meeting on, you, you, you talked to her executive, Miss Jackie King, and you set up your time at one o'clock. You had 15 minutes to get to your point. And that's all you had. So I just want to thank her just, you know, publicly. And she's, she's now going, uh, going to be with the King. And, um, oh, I, I know, I, I know she's smiling down on me because her boy is doing real good. I, I thank her for it. So absorbing yourself into the environment is another thing. Another thing I had to look at was I had to determine what my real expectations were because you can go into any organization and have an unrealistic set of expectations or the organization or the church could have unrealistic expectations. I give you a great example. A friend of mine called me. I said this story and maybe you heard the story before. A friend of mine called me just to, just to pick my brain about some AV stuff at, for his church. And he said his pastor wants to have two angles, but he only has one camera. And he doesn't understand <laughs> why he can't get two ang- camera angles with, two, with one camera. So my friend is filming one angle, running to the other side, filming another angle. And the pastor doesn't understand why he can't keep the same angle. It, it just unrealistic. So my answer, my question with him was like, why are you entertaining this conversation when you know it's not realistic? And he said, well, my pastor, no. If you were to jump out the building, do you, from the 15th floor, do you think you could fly? No, that's the answer. It can't be done. What's the answer? You need another camera. Well, we ain't got that kind of money. When you need to save some money up and get another camera. And that's kind of it. So understanding, determine the real expectations and that's some of the things I really, I really asked a lot of questions about what was expected, um, what would what were the immediate goals, long term goals, one year, five year goals, and then set my expectations and what was the budgeting concerns. Um, all these all these things came up because what you don't want to do is assume, and that is a the worst place to, to be because it can lead to frustration. It can trigger unnecessary resistance. You know, it, it can, it can cause friction between your, the members it can cause friction between your higher ups, your immediates. All, all of these things can be, can cause great, a great deal of harm because it's not really set up in a, in a clear, in a clear way about what, where you want to go and, and what, what do you need me to do and what do you expect from me? 
So those are like the biggest questions that I ask. And and when you when you're stepping into a leadership position at a church and you're the new guy, the first thing you have to do is is learn to establish the key relationships of that department. I I I made sure that I look people in the eye and I was straight with them and I had I had points that I wanted to make and I and this this is the biggest thing is that I wanted to listen. I wanted to listen. Think about that. I wanted to listen because I was interested in what they had to say. Now, I'm pretty sure anyone here has been at a job and you have a lot of complaints about how this could be better. And you probably complain to your coworkers saying like, I don't understand how come and what we could do. This would be better for you. So that happens at a church too. You know that, right? <laughs> you know that happens at a church, right? I'm, you know that. Come on. Don't play yourself. You, you, you know that. So my question was like, if you could change something, what would you do? If it's if one thing you could change or three things you could change, what would you do? Um, what can I do to make your life easier? How many days do you serve? Do you need a Sunday off? Um, what are your biggest concerns? What about your family? Are you married? How many kids you have? Um, what's your week like? You know, where do you work at? You know, if you're not working, if you're a volunteer, if you're on staff, what hours are you here and what do you do when you're you're here um, to help what I call the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl is every Sunday. So what are you what are you doing during the week to prepare for the Super Bowl? Because we're all here to bring souls into the kingdom. So I understand that my new role may, may present some difficult challenges just based on from my experience in the past or, you know, involves identifying some key stakeholders in the building productive, um, productive working relationships or my direct supervisor or my direct reports or other, other, other church staff and lay and, and lay leaders. Sometimes you have the tendency to, to focus on vertical relationships only and not horizontal relationships and I think that is a very, a very key component. I give you a great tip. Um, when, when churches call me in to do a consultation, what I like to do is I don't want to come on Sunday first. I want to see how you rehearse. I want to see how the engineer inter- interacts with your musicians, how your musicians interact with your, um, your praise team and how do you guys do rehearsals and, is there any training going on during rehearsals or any changes that need that are being done during rehearsals? Are you recording the rehearsals and are you doing lighting cues or what, what's, what goes on to make your make to make your Sunday Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. You know what I mean? So I want to come in during the week, see that. And then I want to visit on a Sunday. And I don't want anybody to know who I am. I want to come. I want to sit. And I want to talk with the pastor and your lay leaders and, and your whoever is in charge of your floor, the sanctuary. Say, listen, I just need to be able to move around. 
I don't want to cause an alarm, you know, with your security or whatever's here. I want to listen to the left. I want to sit around, right. listen to the balcony. If you have a balcony, I want to listen in different areas to see what the experience is like in these different areas. So the same thing applies to, to, to coming into a new church. You need to sit in different people's seats to see what their experience is like. So you, and being that you can't physically sit in their seats, you have to be able to mentally sit in their seats. Mentally sit in their seats to see what makes them tick and see what happens and say, oh, now I understand why she feels that way, why he feels that way. Oh, I see because they do this. Oh, this is not done at this time. You know, what happens during the week? What happens on Monday? This was my, my, my biggest question on my first day was with my wife. I said, well, I need to see what, what Monday's like. I kind of see what Sunday's like, but what's Monday like? And what happens on Tuesday? And what happens on Wednesday? And who, who, and what happens on Thursday? Because at, at most churches, you have the same meetings every week. You have your production meetings, you have your ministry meetings, you have your meetings with the music, music, uh, the music pastor or the worship leader or the worship pastor, whoever the, the terminology of your church is. You're meeting with these different people. They have different perspectives. They have different ideas. Um, the order of service, what songs you're singing, um, where's your out, where's your ending, who's singing, um, is it a choir, is it praise team, is it piano, like whatever it is, you want to have as much information as possible and what you don't want to have is surprises. So how is Sunday organized? Organized in a way that you have a structure, but a structure that is strong enough and light enough that God can still exist, that God is still running the show. You're just saying these are, these are the guidelines we set, get people in and out the building. So adjusting to a new environment for me personally has been really, really amazing. I'm learning more about myself than anything. Um, Driving everywhere is a, little, is a little different because, you know, I'm a city kid, so I'm used to getting on the train. And um, but driving everywhere is a, is a, is a little different for me. I did it before, but in this in this time, it's a little it's a little different. Um, I really love where I live. I really love where I'm working now, and um, and meeting new people. I've met so many great. Great people. The first Sunday um, here when we moved in, finally got ourselves all loaded into the house. And our first Sunday, we went and visited um, Forward City Church, Tavis Green's Church, which is amazing, amazing church. Um, I didn't know the man, could, brother could preach, but Lord have mercy. He gave a good word and a good and rich word. And the service was really, really amazing. So I just wanted to bring you guys into my experience of moving to another ministry, not just moving or joining, but working. I was mixing front of house at dream life church in the national in the Bronx for about five years. And I mixed their front of house. And, but I'm, I'm stepping into a position where that's not what I'm doing every Sunday. 
where I'm leading a team and I have a staff of volunteers and of um, paid staff that I have to manage to make sure that Sunday is Sunday. And I, I must say that I've learned more about myself in the last two and a half months. I've learned more about trusting God and hearing his voice. Um, this is probably the second most time that that's happened to me um, before in my life. You're going through seasons where, you know, going through it, going through this season where God spoke a word and it's moving at a rapid pace, rapid pace, where we went from coming out of a fast, getting a direction to move to Columbia, to getting a house <laughs> within the next two weeks, to four weeks later to closing the house, into five weeks later being offered a position, and to seven weeks later start a job um, that I wasn't even looking for. So I would probably say to, to, to the person that's listening right there, and you're kind of unsure of what you're doing and why. You just really, really unsure. And you need clarity. You know, I was driving in my car and and my my windshield was foggy. And the Lord was like, that's what it's like when I'm trying to talk to you and you can't see what I'm saying. And I was like, I hit the windshield wiper. Now you can see what I'm saying. But this is the thing about God. No matter how clear the windshield is, I still can't see five miles ahead. Only he can see five miles ahead. So you have to trust him for the mile that you're in at the moment. Man, that's good. Man, that's good. You got to trust him for the mile that you're in at the moment. So listen, trust God. Just trust God. And watch him. If you're listening, watch him. Do exactly what he says he will do. Before we get out of here, I want to go throw back. Throw back 30 seconds and gone. Check this out. We're going to get into 30 seconds and going. We got a special guest. I got to go get him. He's going to um, go get him. Let's go get him. Hold on. Go get him, bro. <laughs> so, uh, Pastor, man, um, I appreciate you, though. Sincerely, I appreciate you. And, I, and it's funny because, you know, you can be away from somebody, but you can see growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every time I, every time I come into contact with you, I see growth. I see a greater hunger, a greater desire, and... um you know, just a, a, a thirst after God, which is, which for me, Watch I need, out to, now, I, I need to, uh-oh. look at here. Here we go. Here we go. Alpha <laughs> Brown here. Hey, Pastor, <laughs> what's going on? 
Brenner called me. He said, <laughs> Brenner called me. He said he gonna do go over to do that thing you always like me to do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes. Sir. Who that boy right there on the screen? You got there. Who that that? <laughs> is Pastor Kassan Weldon. Oh, we got three pastors in here today. Yeah, buddy. We got Pastor Kassan, <laughs> Pastor Killer, and I'm Pastor Brown. Pastor Brown, Pastor Brown. And I'm ready for that thirty second thing, boy. You ready, sir? Oh Lord, thirty nine seconds. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. All right. All right. All right. So uh, tell 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 the boy what we're doing here, boy. All right, sir. So thirty seconds are going. <laughs> is, slow, like like we talked about earlier, the rapid fire questions. It's just you know um, the um, difference is you'll see, you'll see, you'll love it. It's nothing to feel. You know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. A lot of people afraid. get afraid when it's it's time be for afraid, this. Lord. <laughs> he said, "Be afraid." Listen to me. And make sure you pray, boy. Don't be afraid. I'm gonna get down to your soul, there, boy. Watch out, so, yeah, man. <laughs> you gonna have a wonderful time. Just be prepared <laughs> to answer truthfully. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna do that thirty-second and go. Here we go. Question number one. You know you like them big meats, there, boy. <laughs> you like turkey wing or chicken wing? I like turkey wings. Turkey. I, I told you he liked them big meats, boy. You right. Told you, he told you you gonna pick chicken wing. All right. Question number two. Be this thing here, home. <laughs> pick an area of hip hop that best describe you. Let uh, me see the rule here. B boy. Breakdancer, DJ, MC Graffiti. He said Graffiti? Graffiti. Like bad yeah. foot. Not graffiti. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I read it wrong. <laughs> yes, sir. It's all good. Which, which one best describes you, sir? Um, I would say MC Graffiti. <laughs> oh, MC Graffiti. It's a new day. His name is MC Graffiti. All right. <laughs> Question number three. Top three male gospel artists in the 90s. Mm. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Top three. I got Mahalia Jackson. You know, Mahalia. She's from my town. In the 90s? She's from my town. I ain't say the 90s. She's from uh, my town. And we said male, didn't we? He said, "Male, hey, listen, I, I got I say, I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. She was a big. I girl. say, Dabble Coley. Mm-hmm. Okay, ooh, yes, Lord. Mm. Yeah. Richard Smallwood. Woo, yeah. And um, hmm, Hezekiah Walker. Oh, Hezekiah Walker. Okay, that's pretty good. That's okay. pretty good. That's pretty good. Question number four." Star Trek or Star Wars? Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. But Star Wars was more of my favorite, so I picked Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, okay. yeah. He ain't, he ain't on the track. He on the wall. Yeah. Wall. Wall. <laughs> the wall of spirit. The yeah. warfare. Oh, yeah. It's yes. not a tracker. He, yes. he picked okay. the right thing. Talk to no my bikes. heart there, boy. That's yes, it. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, this is question number five. This is the last one right here. This is deep. Deep down in your soul. Pick the favorite book, your favorite book in the Old Testament. One book? What did I say? I said a book, right? Didn't I say book? I said a book. One okay, book. so I say the my favorite book would be 
I would say Psalms. Psalms. Mm. Hmm. Why you pick Psalms, there, boy? That's a lot of reading. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of chapters in that thing, there, boy. Well, it's a lot of reading, but what I like about the Psalms is that in the Book of Psalms, it's a lot of emotion, it's a lot of expression, mm-hmm. and it's a book where it doesn't matter what you feel. And you're 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 gonna find yourself there, whether it be joy, sadness, grief, and it just shows me that God He embraces the totality of who we are, mm-hmm. no matter what season we are. Mm-hmm. That's dope. You know what, Pastor Kelp? Yes, sir. You told me he was a pastor. I told you a real pastor, boy. Yeah, man. He, he talking about emotion, talking about deal. joy and pain, like Frank and Beverly. He talk about heart and soul. Look at here. That boy, Pastor, he know the word of God there, boy. Yes, he does. But that's yeah, it right man. there, boy. 30 seconds <laughs> and gone, boy. 30 seconds and Look gone. Look at here. Hey, hey, Pastor <laughs> K-Song, it's good to meet you there, boy. Like to see you, you too, back sir. here one day in the futures. We were talking about the New yes. Testament. What you know about that? You know about yeah. that New Testament? <laughs> you know when Jesus coming up, boy. But he showed up <laughs> on the scene there, boy. Touchdown in your heart, in your heart, in your heart. Get down in there. Touch me. In the heart? I gotta go. Gotta go. We love you. Gotta go. See you soon. Peace. Gotta go. Yes. (laughs) I would say like we always say it. Keep God first in everything you do. And I'll see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast.